Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Do you want to welcome our online viewers, those of you that are watching online, perhaps you're listening on the podcast, Hope Covenant, would you put your hands together for our online viewers and listeners, it's good to have you with us, and we say it every week, if you're ever in the Charlotte area, stop on by, we'll make you feel right at home. Um, Faith with purpose, and I explained a little bit of this last week, talking about identity and what God says, I gave you six points, if you weren't here, I just want to read them and kind of recap that the word of God says that I'm blessed and I'm highly favored, says that I'm a child of God and he loves me, that God brings an end to my darkness, and I really want to encourage you with that this morning, that there's an end date to these challenges, there's an end date to this life. There is an end date to that, and we go to be with the Lord and see him face to face. How many of you are grateful that we live with a kingdom mindset, an eternal mindset, and not a temporary mindset? I'm chosen for a purpose on purpose, on purpose for a purpose. I'm going somewhere. That's what the word of God says. You're you're on a path to somewhere. Believe it or not, even if you feel lost and you feel a lack of direction, you're on a path somewhere. And I'm going to do something big with my life for Jesus Christ. How many of you want to receive that this morning? You're going to do something big with your life. I want to say this, that some of you came in here. I was talking about a spirit of unbelief and, you know, unbelief. You came here. It's hard to believe that God is up to something when you look at what it looks like in the natural. But there is many of you that have thought you're going in a certain direction and God is changing things up. He's rearranging the furniture. It's going to look different but it's going to look better than you thought. And I want to encourage you with that. And scripture says it, so that settles it. And we established this last week, and I want to start this message just by going over these five points. We we discussed that God is a God of purpose. He doesn't do anything by accident. Faith is, is seeing beyond our limitations, and it's bigger than me. Faith initiates, when we exercise faith, believing in things that we don't see, it initiates the supernatural power of God. And that faith leads to your purpose. Faith with purpose. With that being said, Father, we welcome you in this room. We thank you that you've got a purpose for each of us. You've got a destiny. You've got a calling on each of our lives. You've not forgotten us. You've not overlooked us. Every one of us matter. You know the number of hairs that are on our head for goodness sakes. That's how detailed and how wonderful and how descriptive and how majestic you are. So Lord, we yield our minds and we yield our hearts to you this morning. We just declare the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name. The name that takes impossible situations and turns them into possibilities, and we declare that in Jesus' name, and we stand on your word and your promises that are yes and amen. If you believe that, would you shout amen? Amen. I want to give you a few supernatural reminders that are in scripture of some things that God did. I would say that God did uncommon things with common people all throughout scripture. You see that, and I'm so grateful for that because I'm a common guy up here. 
But God did some amazing, uncommon, supernatural. They're, they're, not, they're not natural. They're supernatural. It was, it was the inspiration of God that, that made these things take place. And I want to remind you of these things to stir up your faith. Because how many of you know he's the same yesterday? He's the same today. He's the same forever, which means that the same power, the same miracle-working, mountain-moving power that we're about to read about that was given in Scripture that performed these miracles is here in this room today. Look at your neighbor say, he's here today. So God did uncommon things with common people. Number one, you might remember a young boy that only had a bit of bread and fish, but his lunch fed 5,000 people. You remember that story. Even if you don't remember that story, I'll give you the context. You can read more if you want. In John 6, 9, it says, Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? There was a multitude of people. There was a lack of food. This boy has a box lunch. There's a prayer. And all of a sudden, this, his lunch feeds 5,000 people. How is that possible? You might be looking at a situation where you look at your numbers, you look at your, your, your Excel spreadsheet or whatever, it, it pay, whatever numbers, whatever you use, and you look and go, my God, we're in trouble here. But God can feed 5,000 people with just a small fish and a, a little bit of bread. Number two, you might remember the widow that only had a little oil and flour but it fed her family throughout a famine in 1 Kings 17, verses 12 to 14. Assuredly, as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and, and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. You guys see a lack of faith in that statement right there? Like, oh, it's the end. We're going to eat. How many of you feel like that right now? I got just a little bit. We're going to go home and we're just going to die. I, listen, I, I'm telling you, the enemy has been hitting me personally hard for about a month with this very topic. It's like, Lord, what, what's going on here? God, where are you? And in these moments, he's been talking to me and he's been saying, see, you didn't need me before, but you need me now. And it's not that the Lord orchestrated the problem, but he works all things together for the good according to those that love him. So he's going to use that situation to get your attention to put you on track. That's right. That's good. Your darkest moments are your most spiritually awakening moments. Wow. Whew. Man, I feel that when I feel the power of God in this room right here. And here's what Elijah said to her because <laughs> she's ready. She's ready to just go home and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. I want to say to you this morning. Stop being afraid. Stop being afraid. Faith and fear are opposite. No, stop, stop, stop that. Cut out a spirit of fear. Perfect love, God casts out all fear. I just said to her, don't fear. Go home and do as you have said. But first, he says, make a small loaf of bread for me. She's going, I only have a little bit of oil and a little bit of bread. He's going, yo, you cook me some. She's like, could you imagine in that moment? Like, I, I, we're, we're about to go home and die. He's like, no, forget about your last meal. You give that to me. Like, what kind of a prophet are you? This guy. That sounded so New York. <laughs> he says, make it for me. Bring it to me. And then make some for yourself and your son. 
For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, and I want to declare this over every person in this room today, that the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day that the Lord sends rain on the land. There was a famine there. He's saying, no, don't worry. God's going to sustain you. He'll carry you through. God's going to sustain you. He's going to carry you through. You're sitting there hyperventilating. He's going, I'm, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Here's a word of knowledge for you today. You're going to be okay. You go, but, 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 no, no, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You know, in these moments where, where we feel the squeeze, oftentimes God's trying to bring us back to the simplistic nature of who he is and how powerful he is and remind you of his goodness in those moments. So rather than complaining, which keeps you in that wilderness dry season, start giving God glory and praise. Start declaring the blessing of the Lord over your family. Start declaring the blessing of the Lord over your job. Start declaring the blessing of the Lord over your health situation. Start declaring God's goodness. I speak Jesus, remember? We just sang that? That might have been deliberate today. Number three, Moses, I love Moses. God had to deal with Moses just like he's got to deal with you and me. He only had a stick, but he led a nation to freedom and if you remember, I'm not talking about the parting of the Red Sea. Let me read this in Exodus 4, verses 2 to 5. So God said, what's in your hand? He says, a staff. I got a staff in my hand. And, and the Lord says, throw it on the ground. He threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and Moses jumped back. So what God is trying to do is demonstrate his power to Moses in this moment. Moses throws it down and this stick turns into a snake. And then this is where the faith really comes in. It would for me. God said to Moses, reach out and grab it by the tail. I would have said, "Um, you know, (laughs) I might be your boy, but like, what are you you saying right now? (laughs) Don't make me handle some snakes in the church to show you that God's real. I was just kidding. Don't worry. (laughs) Kind of. Just, just a true story. If I did have a fear, it would be snakes. I hate snakes. Absolutely hate them. In Texas, they have these snakeskin boots. I'm like, no, I don't even like them when they're dead. Get that away from me. <laughs> Do not like snakes. Amen. And then here in North Carolina, you got guys like Lynn. They go, oh, it's not poisonous. I don't care. The thing slither and get it away from me. It's gross. Get it out of, uh, get it out of my garage. I had one in my garage, believe it or not. Didn't even tell Liz. Now she knows. God says to Moses, reach out and grab it by the tail. He reached out and grabbed it, and it turned into a staff again. And that's so that they will trust that God appeared to you. He's saying when you go back to the people, you're going to tell them about what happened here. And they're going to trust you because you just experienced my glory. You just experienced my power. You could speak firsthand about it. The God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. That's so they will trust you, God says. He says, I'm going to read this verse again. God said to Moses, reach out, grab it by the tail. He reached out, grabbed it, and it was, he was holding a staff again. And that's so they will trust that God appeared to you, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I wonder how many of us are in this moment where God's going, see, You're just focused on you, 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 you in this moment, but I'm trying to demonstrate my power because believe it or not, the Holy Spirit is meant to be demonstrated. And and you're focused on you, but I'm trying to do something in you so that you could reach others. See, you think that staff is all about your faith. You think this moment's all about your faith. I need you to be a person of faith so you can go out and change the world. It ain't just for you. 
God had to solidify who he was to Moses. And you need to solidify in your heart that God's power and ability to do the possible in an impossible situation is very real. Number four, you remember David only had a small stone, but he defeated a giant, Goliath. You remember that? 1 Samuel 17, verse 40, out of the new living, he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed with only his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. And you remember the story. With just one small stone, the enemy was defeated. Here's what I want to ask you today. And I'm going to go on about this a little bit more, a little deeper about faith. We're going to look at Abraham in a moment, but you'll notice these are all very small things. Just a little, little lunch, little, little fish and bread, a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil, a staff, just basically a stick, and, and a small stone. These small things led to major miraculous events that are documented in the Bible to build our faith. I wonder what small thing you're overlooking that's in your hand right now that God wants to perform a miracle. I wonder what small thing God's trying to do. It seems small. You're overlooking it, but God's desperately trying to get your attention saying, you've got everything you need, baby. Because can I tell you something? You have everything you need. You have everything you need. What small thing are you overlooking that God wants to demonstrate a miracle through that very thing that you're going, I am hyperventilating, don't know what to do. How am I going to do this? How am I going to move forward? How am I going to survive? And the Lord's saying, I don't want you to survive. We're not here to survive. We're here to thrive and flourish and be prosperous and be blessed. But he's got to put some things in order sometimes. Abraham was a man of great faith, and here's what God had to say about him. In Romans 4, verses 18 to 24, you could read this a hundred times, and it still slaps me in the face every time. Even when there was no room for hope, I'm going to read that again. Even when there was no room for hope, you might be looking at a situation, you go, there's no room for hope right now. Even when there was no room for hope, Abraham kept hoping believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years old, he figured his body was as good as dead and so was Sarah's womb. And Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. Oh, how many of you need that right now? That as you persevere, and I, this is a word for you, that as you persevere and you push through, your faith will grow stronger. I don't know about your bank account right now, but your faith is growing stronger. <laughs> so we just want it now, but God's doing something in, in this moment of now. What does now look like? What is God doing? What is now for 500? <laughs> Abraham never wavered in his believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Oh man, we got to be fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. You go, I don't know what to do right now. You go back to the last word and the last promise you have, and you stand strong and you persevere through this moment. He was fully convinced of that. And because Abraham because of his faith, God counted him as righteous. Do you know that your strong faith is counted as righteous? 
Let me make that legal and read that because the next verse says that. I got ahead of myself. And when God counted him as righteous, it was just, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was, it was recorded. In other words, it was documented so it would be contagious for you, for our benefit too, assuring us that God will count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. See, God will use anything that we go through for his benefit. Romans 8, 28. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Are you called here today? Are you called? Yeah, you, I'll answer that question. You are called. You are chosen. You are destined for good things. There is hope. In the Passion Translation, I love this. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good, for we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. I want to pause here. We'll shift into communion in a minute, but before we do that, called and designed for his purpose. See, my purpose and his purpose look totally different sometimes. And oftentimes the moment of that Saturday moment that we talk about before the, the, the resurrection, there was that Saturday silence. God is oftentimes trying to show you what his designed purpose is in those moments. Like you thought it was going to look like this, but I want to show you this. Now I brought a chair up here because I want to get super personal with you and tell you a moment I had in my garage last night. My humid, skanky, disgusting garage during that thunderstorm that blew through here last night. I went into the garage and I remembered we had a breakthrough this week in an area that we've been seeking God for about a month in that I got absorbed and consumed with at a level that was ungodly. My dad reminded me of that this week. He said, you know, it's good to have you back. It was so stupid, and I got so in the flesh about it because I was dealing with issue after issue after issue after issue, and the Lord was dealing with me on this because we're living in a different time right now where what used to seem simple is difficult. It's just difficult right now. It's more difficult than it used to be. The, the times are darker than they used to be, but the light is brighter. In a darker moment, it can shine brighter. Well, then the, light, the light has always been bright, but I'm just saying when, when, darkness, when darkness happens, the, the light is exposed, and that's happening right now. And I sat in my garage last night, and I said, Lord, when I look at what you've done over the past decade of my life, when I look at where I was and where I look at where I am now, where I look at even the practical things and, and the house and my child that we have tried for years and years and two miscarriages and going, I'm starting to feel like Abraham was talking about. I mean, I feel like, Lord, is, am I too old for this? What, you know, what, Lord, what is going on right now? I, I don't know. I'm, I was so worried and so consumed with what was in front of me. And God's going, I have so have this. Would you just give up? Would you just surrender? Last night I was in my garage and I sat down and tears just started streaming down my eyes. 
as I started to reflect on his goodness and I started to thank him for this and this and this. And I could not believe how long the list was of all the things that God has done. And the Lord said to me, if you think that I'm that faithful now, wow, you've got some big things ahead of you for the future because I'm doing things that are kingdom in you. They are on purpose. It ain't about you. I just wanted to bless you to show you how faithful I'll be with the kingdom work that you're about to do. Wow. And I sat there and I said, Lord, what are you trying to do right now? He said, tell the church that their moment right now is a moment of breakthrough and they don't even know it. And stir up their faith that you are on the, you are on the, you are on the edge. The edge right here, you are on the edge. And you feel like you're falling, but your miracle's right here. That's you this morning. See, I'm, I'm not the most elegant speaker in the world. If you want that, we've got other churches in Charlotte that you can go to. But I'm hungry. I've got to see the supernatural move of God's presence and his power. Because if I don't have it, we might as well close these doors. What's the use? I don't want to leave the same. If you need a miracle this morning, you came to the right place. We're going to receive communion this morning. And why are we going to receive communion? Because some of you need to have a little talk with Jesus. Some of you need to communicate with the Lord. You need to love on the Lord. As the communion elements are being handed out, I want you to really forget that you're in the room with a bunch of people at the moment. And I want you to start talking to Jesus and communing with the Lord. And let him know, Lord, as I take this juice and this, this bread, I... I'm here because I want to connect with you. I want to connect with your goodness. I know that you're a mountain mover. I know that you're a God of supernatural. I'm here to connect with a very real father. And I thank you, Lord, that you're that. You're just that. I'm doing this remembering the best story out of all scripture that you went to the cross and did what was an incredible mountain moving experience for me with me in mind. You took on all of my sin, all of my shame, all of my mistakes, all of my sickness, all of my health issues, all of my depression, all of my discouragement, all of the things that I jacked up, and you washed them away on a tree. And you sent your one and only son. I've got a daughter here, my one and only daughter at the moment. My one and only daughter that is here. And when I think about sacrificing her, oh my God. I can't imagine the pain. But that was all done with you in mind. What seemingly small thing can you surrender and give to God this morning as a sacrifice? Say, Lord, here it is. Liz and I, when we're in, when we're in a need, we sow. We've emptied our savings account out. In fact, I'll be honest with you, we've done that for this church. Very little bit of money in our savings account right now because we're keeping Hope Covenant Church alive. But there's a mountain moving God that's here this morning. And I believe in his supernatural power. I'm just being honest with you guys. I'm just being real. If we can't be real here, where can we be real? I'm not here to show you my perfections. I don't have many of them. I'll show you my struggles. 
because we've all got them. We need to stir up our faith so that we can fulfill God's promise on each of our lives. We receive your goodness. We receive a breakthrough this morning, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that as we commune with you, that you're doing a work in us that desperately needs to be done. And this morning, no matter what it looks like, we thank you. We thank you. When times are tough, we thank you. When times are good, we thank you. We just declare your faithfulness and your goodness over every person that's here and within the sound of my voice this morning. We declare breakthrough in Jesus' name. We declare and we stand on your promises. We stand on the last word you spoke to us. And for those of you who never heard a word, we speak a word to you in Jesus' name. We stand on your promises that are yes and amen. We thank you, Lord, for directing us and guiding us. Holy Spirit, speak to us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you felt the Lord this morning? I'm going to do a message next week on community that goes a little deeper than what we just did. And I want to encourage you to be here next week. I want to encourage you to invite some people that you've not seen that haven't been here. It's a good, good week for them to come as I'm talking about community. Guys, I truly believe that many of you in this room, and I'm not calling anybody out specifically today because the Holy Spirit told me not to, so I want to be obedient. But many of you that came this morning and you're hungry for your breakthrough, what small thing is in your hand is going to lead to that. You've already got the goods. You don't have to take anything. Just receive it and walk into it. Just walk in your destiny. God has it. It's there. I know it It might seem vague to you right now. Trust in the Lord. Ask him to make it clear and commune with him like we just did. And as you press into his goodness, as you press in and ask Holy Spirit to speak to you, he will. He'll direct you and he'll guide you. We just declare, Holy Spirit, speak to us. In Jesus' name, guide us this week. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you believe that, shout amen. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.